What's up, guys, and welcome back to BitCast, episode 116 for the month of January 2024. And that's right, I said month because things are changing up. I'm your host, Jake Martin, and on the mics this week, we have my good friend, or this week, this month, we have my friend, <laughs> Landry Smith. What's up, man? Dude, what's up, man? So good to be back. Oh, Thanks for the invite. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been a long time since we recorded, and I feel yeah, like you been. and I have been on this podcast, and I've said that multiple times. We've always been like, you know, we keep coming back. We keep <laughs> we just coming can't back. Stay away. <laughs> we can't stay away from the mics to just talk about stuff because if you're not getting your news anywhere else, you need to get it here first. And that's, right. that's a great segue into, I guess, the first thing that we should probably talk about is Landry and I tried reworking some stuff and I was balancing soon to be like my new soon to be parent duties and another podcast and this podcast. And it was just, it was just beginning to be a little bit too much. And so, uh, you know, now that I am living that two kid life, I was like, you know, month to month seems like a good thing. And as a parent, Landry, you and I can appreciate this as well. There's, there's something about just being overwhelmed with, the amount of gaming news that exists. Do, do you ever feel that way? Do you ever just get like overwhelmed? Like there's just too much. There's too much going on Dude, now. Yes. And I like basically ejected myself from it for the past couple of months. I was just like, I'm out, man. I can't uh, do this. So yeah, I definitely feel, feel overwhelmed sometimes. Sometimes I just get bored with video games too. You know, some like I just want to take a break sometimes and mm-hmm. do something like read for a little while. So <laughs> yeah yeah give it give it up for lent or something like that you know yeah. just uh just go, go the way of mark erickson good friend of the show 11.5 minutes soon to be rebranded potentially to something similar but tbd we'll give you guys the inside scoop when that gets decided so yeah we decided month to month would be good because it gives us the ability to like just chill and not have to like focus on too much and we're just doing high level analysis and like recaps of the month so like in this podcast now what we're gonna be doing today is discussing the month in gaming news. So like any like major headlines that came out based on the industry, big game releases, and then just other random funny stuff that we thought was worth mentioning. Uh, game and Watch. So looking at next month, just like, oh, what does February hold for us? Let's see what's going on there. Any games worth noting? Um, and then our Game of the Month Club, being that we have a month in between episodes, that should hopefully give us enough time to at least adequately check out one game so we can talk about it on the next recording which I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about. I'm stoked, yeah. And then a new little game at the end called Name That Game Music, where, <laughs> you guessed it, I'm going to play some game music, and uh, you, as a listener, can tune in and try to guess what it is before Landry gets it, which I'm assuming he's going to get it pretty quick today. Uh, we're doing our first trial run of this, and it's just going to be a pretty pretty easy one, a, a gimme. You get, you're going to give me a layup on the first on the first go? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. All right. I think it's That's a layup. Good. Boost but, the confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. So we'll see how this goes. It'll probably adapt as time goes on. And I would love to hear some feedback from anyone that listens out there. If you if you want to hear something else or maybe have us fine tune some of these segments, we are more than willing to change things up. So thanks for being with us. And before we jump in, Landry, I got to know if you are, what are you playing? Oh, man. Uh, You know, I mentioned this briefly to you, but my gaming time this month a lot has been playing with mm. Sawyer, uh, really. And he's playing games for the first time, like coming home, asking to play way too much, to be honest. Listen, I like, all right, man, you get like 30 minutes of screen time a night. You can decide whether we're like watching Bluey or Ooh, playing Bluey. Mario Kart or stuff. Super Mario Odyssey. And uh, both those games are so good for four-year-olds or introductory gamers because um, I heard you talking to Mark about this, like just the idea of there being an auto accelerate and mm-hmm. a you could put the little safety buzzer on to where he can't mm-hmm. fall off edges. And really what that becomes is he's just pressing the Z button to shoot off the items at that point. And it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun to watch him do that. He loves it. He loves looking at everything, and um, that's been a lot of fun. So, we're that's so most cool. really my gaming time this month. A lot of it has been, you know, with Sawyer, and then I have been taking the month to kind of focus on reading a lot. Um, and what are you reading right now? Chilling out. I'm reading East of Eden, which yeah. is one of my five <laughs> favorite novels. It is in my personal canon. 
uh, pretty high up there. John Steinbeck. Yeah, so good. If you like, um, if you like soap operas, this is like a sublime soap opera <laughs> that has a lot of biblical imagery and a lot of. Uh, it's like the Can- it's basically a retelling of the Cain and Abel uh, ah, story. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, through generations of uh, family. Um, that kind of takes its root in the Salinas Valley in California. It's really, really good. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely heard the name before. Um, I'm sure it's received some awards. I went to McKay's recently and picked up a whole bunch of classics that you might appreciate. Um, I picked up Huckleberry Finn, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Oh, yeah. That's one of my um, favorites as well. I'm a big Mark Twain guy. Picked up, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on so many of these names right now. Catcher in the Rye. Nice. Um, uh, Slaughterhouse Five, and gosh, something else. I picked up like four classics, and nice. I'm, I'm excited to check them out. I'm excited to read through them. They're like ones that I we were assigned as in like in middle school and high school to read that I totally like either have forgotten or just didn't read at all. You yeah. know, so I'm like now I'm going back through it and I actually care about this. So I'm gonna read some of these. It's wild, man. I. I love classic literature, but I hated it in high school and middle school. So weird. All all those books you've named, I've reread in either my 20s or 30s, and they all hold up quite well. So you're (laughs) in for a treat on a lot of them. I am excited. Yeah, I'll give you my book report. Um, (laughs) Hopefully earn some AR points for uh, reading those books later. Dude, grab those pizzas, man. (laughs) So many pizzas. (laughs) Can't wait. Dude, I right. actually probably don't have time for this. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. I, I scammed the system in like fourth grade. I got to where I could pick up a Hardy Boys book. And in like <laughs> within 30 minutes, I could guarantee myself like a passing grade on the AR course. And like, dude, I got through that whole series in like basically one semester of fourth grade, like a boss. <laughs> you just had so many here. points. I remember my only cheat that i thought was cheating was like reading the harry potter books because they were worth so many points because they were like bigger oh, and nice. and like you know I, I i think i was watching the movies as i was reading those books and so i was like oh i can, I can just watch the movies and i don't have to i don't have to read the whole book and there, there's a lot that the the movies leave out so i <laughs> i didn't do too well in the quizzes i remember i passed like a few but i was like i don't remember this happening i don't know what's going on here so that not a hack <laughs> not a <Don't>, hack. <laughs> not a hack don't follow that one, please. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump over to uh, this month in gaming news, shall we? Oh, I didn't even mention what I've been playing. I mean, we talk about novels, yeah, dude, but basically, I, I mean, I've just been, just been bouncing around in Tears of the Kingdom again, just going nice, nuts, getting all the roots. I literally have one root missing. I have no idea where it is. Are you sure it's not the one that you actually fall down and light up to fight Ganon? I mean, it could be, but I went down into the depths where the where Hyrule Castle is and lit one in there. Is there oh, one okay. that's further down? I don't know. I've not I've not been down there, but I'm assuming <laughs> that's the one that I have left because I only have one as well. Oh my gosh, what could it be? I'll have to, I'll have to figure this out. Yeah, because I was like scouring my map and I was like, I can't see anywhere else that there should be a shrine unless it's like way out in the ocean and it's like not even showing up on there or something like that. So oh, there is there is one out there where what is it called? the the island and breath of the wild Even where time. you go and it yeah yeah that where one's they cool. strip you of all your stuff there's a light route out there though yeah that one i thought the eventide little puzzle was kind of fun it, it wasn't oh, as fun. challenging as eventide uh in breath of the wild but no, it was it still was not it was still cool all right so yeah this month in gaming news the idea here is we're just going to talk about like i mentioned stuff and going on in the industry you should know about game releases, the reception, and anything else that we thought was just funny or interesting that happened in the gaming space in January. So at the top of the list, I kind of just put these in as they were occurring, and we'll get better as we go on with this. But yeah, we had some fun things like, uh, you know, just (laughs) I think this number has changed since. I think we had about 5,000 people in the games industry laid off (laughs) this month. That is insane. That's an insane number. If not more. So yeah, Twitch announced it first, then Unity, Discord, Thunderful, Riot, and then most recently, the biggest one I feel like was the Microsoft uh, yeah, layoffs. Yeah, Activision Blizzard yeah. one. That's brutal. And so yeah, what like what's your what's your take on this? Like you know, everyone's just saying like the games industry is broken. We we got to fix this. Yeah, um, I mean, every time it seems like a company buys up. Uh, 
a developer, it's like, well, you know, in the next year, you know, those job cuts are coming because yep. um, that's just the way the way it's going. And, and I, it does suck. It's. I. It's hard to understand, like, you know, the gravity of the situation for people involved in that. But I feel like and I'm, I'm not trying to be insensitive here. If you get into game development in 2024, you have to have mobility like with your career you have to be able to know that it's a it could fall out from under you at any moment Mm -hmm. and that's not a comforting thing you know i just can't imagine going into game development and and trying to invest so much time at getting good at a particular skill only to know that you know in six months to a year you're gonna be gone yeah so many stories on twitter of people moving out for a job like just getting a house getting settled in to like usually these are like the most expensive cities in the United States and it's yeah, like dude. you can't afford to miss uh you know a paycheck over there or you know you're done you're, you're going back home yeah 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 so that's i think you 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 tackled that with grace and uh, sensitivity I, I think like it's just it's really sad it's unfortunate but it is like what you were mentioning it's just an expected thing that happens in the games industry and the the one that was the least surprising to me was the Microsoft layoffs because I'm just like their team size I think was what twenty two thousand people. Holy smokes! Which this layoff of nineteen hundred I think was like yeah close to about ten percent of their total games staff being laid off, and um, it's significant. But yeah, when you have these two massive companies merging in to each other, there's going to be some redundancies. Um. And that's just how it goes. But I think the bigger thing that I had thought of was that this is all, unfortunately, still fallout from the pandemic. Yeah. Like, this is still what we're feeling from the pandemic, where games exploded because people really didn't have much else to do. And they're like, well, I'm going to start playing games and just go nuts on this stuff. And so they were staffing up. People were playing games like crazy. So, you know, they had more interest and companies were like, we got to we got to feed this desire right now. Let's let's build all these teams. Let's expand here make this game make this game make this game uh and then all of a sudden you know pandemic is over people aren't playing games as much and kind of the tide is slowing down and now they're like oh crap we we may have made some bad calls on how much we needed to expand here so yeah time to cut so yeah it's unfortunate man and it really feels like every month we're getting news about layoffs it felt like last year that was the big news and then January was no different. So every year, every year, there's there's something there's there's some layoffs happening. So, yeah, if you're going into that, God bless you. Hope that you yes. make it through the cuts. And if you're if you're going through it right now, we hope that you find a job soon and it all works out in the long run. Um, all right. This next one is pretty fun. Billy Mitchell's Donkey Kong scores <laughs> reinstated on the archival leaderboard. Did you see the story? I did see this story. Yeah. <laughs> it, um. Well, I'm not going to say good for Billy Mitchell. He seems like just one of the scummiest people, maybe of all time. Like he's like a a walking supervillain, which I guess is kind of his shtick. But yeah. um, you know, it, it's almost irrelevant. It, it's it's not irrelevant to him, and probably that's it because his record it he doesn't really have any records anymore. They've all been beaten, but yeah. the history of his records are are reinstated. So mm-hmm. good for him. I mean, I. If he actually did it, which I assume he did, you know, he deserves that credit. So, um, good for yeah. him. And now he can so, get back to selling his hot sauce with peace of mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, for those who don't know the context of Billy Mitchell, he's just, uh, yeah, like Landry described, it's like he literally is in this documentary called The King of Kong. And it's about these two guys basically competing to try and get the highest score in Donkey Kong. And it follows the, the up and comer, the, the, the newbie on the block that's trying to break into the score and get the highest score of all time. And he does it essentially in this documentary, but then Billy Mitchell swoops in out of nowhere with this random VHS tape that basically proves that he has the highest score uh, that you can achieve in Donkey Kong. And it was this whole, it was this whole, this whole situation. And, um, <laughs> very, very unfortunate. Uh, but the, the story is great and I would highly recommend checking it out. And, Dude, uh, can't beat it. What is it? Steve Weeby is the other guy's name. Yeah. And- uh yeah that that is a great documentary great documentary and then there was this controversy where he got kicked out because they thought that like he was using some kind of emulator or different rom to get those scores and so obviously it didn't meet the certifications 
required to be on this leaderboard for King Kong or sorry, Donkey Kong. And it was this whole, he was in court for a while battling this. And it's, it's been decades. It's, it's been over a decade. I feel like since he's been, been fighting these. So he's back on. Yeah. So he's back on the leaderboards. Good job, Billy Mitchell. All right. Um, subscription models, the future question mark. Um, so this came from a Ubisoft exec and he says, gamers need to get comfortable not owning their games for subscriptions to take off. Yeah, man, what a, you know, it's so hard being a person, probably an executive at a company because anything you say in any context can be taken and blown out of proportion. Mm -hmm. I don't know that he meant this in the most negative context that, that it was taken up in. Um, I think he was trying to comment on the Ubisoft streaming service and how successful it mm -hmm. was and, and why maybe it's not doing as well. And I'm not hundred percent sure of the context that he was talking about, but mm -hmm. I think what Twitter took it as is um, a direct threat to physical media. And, you know, yeah, I uh, true. Well, physical media is going to stand in some sense, whether it's just for, you know, niche collectability um like limited run games for a very long time if not right. forever but the the thing that scares me about streaming services jake is the just the content loop man like mm -hmm. i do not like netflix very much we have we're subscribed to it and I'm, i have nothing against netflix i'm just saying like yeah the best show that i've watched on there probably in the past couple of years is wednesday and like, there's no real artistic merit to Wednesday. It is extremely fun and entertaining, but like, I like, I'm, I prefer, you know, content that's a little more well thought out, you know, that's going to challenge me in some way. And what I fear about for video games is like, is, are these indie space games going to have enough, you know, are, are these these big companies going to want to actually fund those games or put those games on their service. And, mm -hmm. you know, like Netflix, for instance, if you try and search classic games on Netflix or classic movies on Netflix, there's nothing on Netflix that's under like 1970. I think there's four movies that were made in the sixties on, on Netflix. <laughs> I, I might have that wrong, but that's I was looking it up the other day. Yeah. I was looking that up literally the other day. I think IGN had an article. And so like, they're doing this classic series, but a lot of that stuff's buried in the menus. And if you don't like know what you're looking for and search for it, you're never going to see it. So I don't know. I, I am afraid of streaming services just because the con, I mean, I'm subscribed to like a million, <laughs> a million things. Like we've got it all yep. like Hulu, Apple TV, max. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy having all of that at my fingertips, but at the same time, it's just like, dude, mm -hmm. I don't feel like there's any crazy shows like Breaking Bad coming out that are really like innovating. You know, it all seems to be formulaic and I'm not saying yeah. they're not good. I enjoy a lot of it, but it's just not like groundbreaking in any way because everything is formulaic because they don't want to put money into something that's not going to succeed. They need something that's going to succeed. Uh, and keep people coming back over and over and over and over and over again to keep paying the subscription model, you know, exactly. price. And so, yeah, it's weird when it's, when you compare the two, like Netflix or a tr traditional movie streaming service to games, like it's just a little bit different because you can't do that. Like, I mean, you can, but people typically don't play games that way. It really is kind of more of a one and done situation, unless it's something like Fortnite or a lot of, you know, live service game that you can just jump on and play as much as you want. Yeah, and I mean, if you think about Game Pass or, you know, PlayStation, I can't remember what their terrible naming convention is, even though <laughs> I'm subscribed bad. to it. Um, Extra Essentials Premium yeah. or something like that. Um, yeah. There may be, maybe one game that captures the attention of like the gaming, you know, mm -hmm. community each month. And that's a maybe. It, it's usually probably less than that. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting quote here. It says from that exec, one of the things we saw is that gamers are used to a little bit like DVD having and owning their games. That's the consumer shift that needs to happen. They got comfortable not owning their CD collection or DVD collection. That's a transformation that's been a bit slower to happen in games. Um, and like that, that kind of makes sense. Like, I think that's kind of more what he was referencing is just like, 
exactly this shift happened in physical media like gamers need to become more comfortable with this idea just like they have with you know music um but again music's a hard thing to compare because music to me I, and I, I've I listen this way now because of streaming services, but it's very like pick and choose. You know what you want. You can make your own playlist. You can just pick a song. Like I want to listen to that song, that song, that song, that song. It's very rare now that people will listen through whole albums, which is very sad. Again, yeah, <laughs> but that's a pro and a con. And that's I think that's another negative again of of this streaming stuff is like it's not that easy to just to pick and choose to like know if you want to play a game or not. You have to sit down with it and play for a long time and then even if you've played for a long time what's going to happen is like you might get halfway through like i don't i don't want this anymore it's like i've just wasted a ton of time whereas with a song you can play and just skip ahead for like you know 30 seconds and be like "Mm, not my vibe and then you're out yeah i found when i was i was subscribed to playstation extra for like six months Mm -hmm. and i found like after reflecting during that time period I really wasn't having as much fun playing games because I was bouncing off everything about, you know, five, six hours in. And so for me, somebody who likes to really analyze games and deep dive into them and then talk about them with you or Mark or wherever else I'm at, um, it's just not conducive to like the way I like to talk about video games. So I felt like I was kind of shortchanging myself and you know what? $15, a month is not that much money when you think about how many games you're offered. But for me, somebody who's really probably going to play like five PS five games a year, maybe less. um, It's not that big of a deal for me to drop $70 when a release comes out that I'm really excited about. Right. And then really spend the time with it. You know, I'm probably going to complete it, get the trophies, whatever. Yep. 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 So hopefully we find a good, like what like what is the what is the, what is the middle ground i mean i think we're still going to kind of just be in this territory where it's always going to be like this hybrid physical and then subscription model like it's Dude, just going to be I love two. the PlayStation Plus essentials model the basic where they one. give you two to three surprise games it's like if one of those games hits for you it's such a little pleasant surprise, mm-hmm. you know, uh, death store was a couple months ago. So yeah. I, I knew that game from your recommendation. So it's really cool having that on a hard drive. I played it for like 20 minutes and I realized that that is a game that I want to spend time with and I want to play. So I've got that downloaded and it'll, I'll, I'll play that in the future. And that's awesome. Uh, I like Nintendo's model as well, where they just give you, a giant streaming service of stuff that's 20 years old and <laughs> All um, the retro stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, but I mean, who of the other companies can offer that much retro content and know that, you know, be confident enough to know that that stuff's worth playing because mm-hmm. in my opinion, a lot of old retro content does not hold up as well as the stuff that was on those it Nintendo consoles. It does not. Yeah. That is interesting to compare the two because yeah, I mean, and it's also way cheaper. That's the other other benefit of NSO. True. I think it's well. I guess with the expansion pack, I don't know how much it costs. Expansion packs, I think that. seventy a year or sixty yeah. a year, and that's what essential is too. Yeah, or they but, they both might be seventy now. But you're getting that know. library. You're getting that library, and you can share with the, you can share it with like five people or something like that, right? Oh, really? I think like if oh, you, with a Nintendo Switch thing. Yeah, yeah, there's a family. There's a family option and a single option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the good stuff right there. True. All right, moving on. Uh, Rock Band 4 is getting its final DLC. Did you see this one? <laughs> I did because it was in your notes. Rock Band means absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> uh, and, and for no reason other than that, I just somehow missed it. It missed me my whole I life. Just, I love Rock Band, and it's just amazing that it's still even getting these DLC packs. Like I don't even know when Rock Band 4 came out, but it's been, it's, it's been a minute since Rock Band's even like really had cultural relevance. Yeah. Um, I see. did love Guitar Hero back in the day. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, this Guitar was just Hero that on awesome. steroids. So, yeah, Rock Band 4 came out in 2015. Wow. So, going nine years now. I do almost. not remember hearing about that at all. <laughs> and there's... Hold on. Over the years, we've, we've cleared, authored, and released nearly 3,000 songs as DLC. <laughs> oh That's insane. And well over 3,000 if you include all the game soundtracks. That that may be more than my old iTunes library. That is impressive. So, 
sad sad to hear that it's gone but um man nothing nothing beat just playing uh, some rock band with your your friends sounds like it had a really awesome run and uh, i saw that article that they were like you know what if you have it downloaded you can play it forever we're not taking it away from you so they must have worked something out in the licensing agreement to where if you own the game in the dlc you you own it forever and it's just going to be hard coded to your your console i guess like if you yeah. just da- if you just download the songs like literally to your console and you can play them hmm. i want to know the guy who has a ps4 with like a two terabyte drive <laughs> of just all three thousand rock band songs it's like the rock band machine. <laughs> two terabytes please landry please <laughs> but that is funny though like that that's just his rock band machine yeah he's like yeah hold on i'll bring my rock band ps4 over we're gonna play it on there it's gonna be great <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, you could probably get away with like a 500 gig base model yeah. for 3,000 songs. But. That'd be okay. Yeah, that'd be okay. But I guess I mean they, they put animations into these songs too. You know, they they uh, they they have the buttons coming towards you to yep. show you. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> and if you're playing multiple instruments, that's four different tracks. You know, so <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. All right. And then last on news that I thought was interesting, uh, Microsoft Developer Direct happened, and we got some inside looks on Indiana Jones, Hellblade Two, Avowed. Ara something something something, which is like a strategy game and <laughs> visions of man. <laughs> that is exactly that was exactly my demeanor when I was watching the Ara something something something. Not segment. my kind I was of game. Just like bro, not please, my kind of game. Get me out of here. They never display well. It was cool seeing like the developer and stuff and like you know them talking about like making the game, but I was like, yeah, this, this gameplay is not for me. Yep, get me out of here. Oh yeah. So did anything stand out to you? Uh. Honestly, the mana game looks kind of for me. I would I would play. I like the Secret yeah, me of Mana series. I like uh, Trials of Mana was not a good game. I would I would consider it very okay at best. But mm. that's the kind of stuff that I really like. So, um, in a schlocky like just you know simple way, I enjoy those games. And that game looks like it. It's pretty great. So. Um, yeah could be really good and i hope so avowed looked like a b-movie version of skyrim uh (laughs) did not hit for me i there's something about the amount of pinks and purples and reds they're using in the 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 fantasy world they're creating Mm -hmm. where i'm like this just feels a little uh a little too 2024 making a fantasy world like it's like the gen z (laughs) fantasy world i I don't know let's make this hip and cool yeah yeah i don't know yeah i don't know how that's gonna land i like the idea of like being able to wield a wand and a gun at the same time like that's a that's a unique concept uh but yeah overall i don't feel like a lot of these previewed super well like i think divisions was good Indiana Jones, I am in- interested in uh, because they got his image and likeness, and it looks like a great indie story. They're following the same thread, so it is in the timeline of indie. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it looks um, it looks cool. I I like Indiana Jones a lot personally. Um, so yeah, I I might Troy give Bra- that one a go at some point. Troy Baker to to voice Indiana Jones, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, and Troy Bar- Troy Baker is known for. Uh, the last of us he's uh the voice of joel right last of us in case you did not know that audience uh and then hellblade 2 looks amazing looks great there was some kerfuffle online about it being too short again you know because it's been in development for a while and it's like a six to eight hour campaign i think dude that that conversation completely (sighs) misses the mark for me because to me it's everything i want the video game industry to go towards is a nice we don't succinct eight to ten hour campaign i mean like i don't understand why anyone would complain about that that sounds perfect if if it's eight great hours of like narrative gameplay that mm-hmm. is pushing you in a direction which it um, looks like it is it looks fabulous um so like i hope I, that does I, well almost every game that i've played in the past five years my major criticism is like wow dude that they, they are shoehorning in so much stuff to these narrative experiences like God of War or Horizon Forbidden West just to extend the gameplay. And it's so obvious and it really uh, bogs it down. Man. It bogs it down. Yeah, you're doing the same thing for 30 hours over and over again or the same gameplay mm-hmm. loop. It's It gets tiring. Yep. 
right there with you, brother. Right there with you. So yeah, here's here's some more short games that are doing interesting things. And it's not even short. Eight hours is a long time. Yeah. All that would, said, Hellblade does not look interesting to me at all. I don't know why. That <laughs> has just never appealed to me. It, wanna... I mean, it's visually stunning and um I think it's cool, but like, dude, I don't I don't know if it's the uh just the idea of like mental illness, you know, like being in someone's head who's mentally ill. That is like that. That hits a little too close for home for me. So I'll probably a little, I'll a little probably scary. Miss, miss that one. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't want to really experience that. It sounds a little yeah. too scary for me. But it looks great. <laughs> it looks it, great. It does look beautiful. <laughs> oh man. All right, uh, let's move on to big game releases and their reception. So uh, I'm going to list these off really quick. But we had the Prince of Persia. Um, the uh, last crown lost, last crown lost crown i think people are loving this game it's Dude, like it looks awesome i really want to pick this up like as soon as i'm done with tears i think i'll jump over to this because it just looks like a game that's right up my alley and it'll be a lot of fun to just yeah. kind of move through and it feels- well jake you you and i are uh seasoned gamers and we understand U- ubisoft and we understand their pension penchant for Dropping the price of a game to like absurd <laughs> values within a couple of months. Sparks of Hope, Mario vs. Rabbids, Sparks of Hope was like $13.49 over Black Friday. So <sighs> these $50, $60 releases, they, they drop them so fast. So I will get this. If it hits the $30 mark, I'll be there in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming Switch or are you going for PS5 on that one? Should I probably go for PS5, I would imagine. I, I, actually, I heard that they developed this game on Switch. Yeah, and then like ported it, it to other conf, uh, consoles. So I, if it's uh, if it was same made price. on Switch, I would probably go Switch because that is my favorite console to play stuff on. If it's just the, the same portability. Price. Yeah, portability. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not paying for a PlayStation Portal just yet. So uh, Dude, I, think... I, I don't think I, I don't think I can do a PlayStation Portal. I, I cannot get any of the streaming stuff to work in my house without it being <laughs> absurdly choppy. <laughs> Got to get that. Got to get that mesh router. Up Dude, and I have a gig, and I have a pretty decent router. Um, you have a gig? Oh man, that's that's wild. Yeah, it's got to be an issue with uh, something else. Then it's because my house is, uh, like it's like three thousand square feet. Um, so it's just I need too, an extender. A lot of house. You got a lot yeah, of house. Yeah. Too much house. <laughs> a, a good problem to have. Yes. Um, all right, The Last of Us Part Two remastered. That kind of came and went. Um, I didn't see a lot of people like really talking about it. They were like, "Yeah, this game's great." Yeah, that dude. No conversation whatsoever <laughs> on my end. Uh, I picked it up, and it had some of the coolest special features I've ever seen in a video game. Uh, did you get to play the Lost Levels? Mm-mm. Oh man, I highly recommend it to anyone out there, and to you especially, Jake. So they basically have like director commentary of these levels that were like. 80 90 percent finished and, and they just, they just let you them play in. them and you get to see like how their animation their animations are not done completely but like you get to see how they would be in in the level and like walk around it and stuff and, and there's like wow as you're walking through you go up to these little exclamation points and then like click them and the developer will like talk you through a scenario and it's it's really cool Whoa. and and it even it's even cooler than I'm making it sound because like it's naughty dog, right? So their unfinished animations truly look better than a lot of the stuff you see on right. people's first party stuff. So dang, I didn't um, hear about, how do we not hear about this? Like, how is this like not a major story? That's like, Hey, this is a really cool thing that you should go back to. I, it should be so much. It should be talked about so much more because as a, like, any kind of director's cut in the future needs to consider this kind of content. I mean, it's like deleted scenes from DVDs back in the day, but it's, it's even done with more care than a lot of those where, you know, um, also the rogue light experience in the game is really cool. Um, yes, I have heard that's good. And 
it it is good, but like my my one thing is that The Last of Us is a brutal game, and the brutality is not necessarily celebrated in the story. You know, it's right. You're supposed to be doing things that make you feel a little icky, and dude, when you go and play that game like just for fun, like for the gameplay loop, first of all, you realize two things: a, it's so brutal, it's disgusting, and b. <laughs> The (laughs) stealth mechanics, the going prone, like Mm -hmm. what you can do with the AI to manipulate them and then how good the AI is it. That game is just so well designed. I don't think the actual like mechanics of the combat got nearly enough praise in that game. Everybody talks about the narrative and yes, that is incredible. I think it's the best narrative in video games, but um, the, the mechanics are so good. Yeah, I um, I definitely want to check it out, but like it's it is like you were saying, it's such a brutal game that I I'm kind of I still I'm still a little scarred from playing it like all those years like I don't know how many years ago now where I was just like oh, this is gnarly like I don't yeah I don't know if I want to do that again I don't know if I can get back True. in that get back in that headspace yet dude I I don't know I playing that game was so much fun I remember talking about it with you uh, when it came out and just you know processing all of that game. And it is. It's so much to unpack and and to think about. And yeah, it's heavy. I need to go back through it eventually. Eventually, eventually. When I'm ready. Maybe you know it might be a once every ten years game. Ooh, there you go. There you go. But it's like, I, it's ten dollars to get the the remaster. I recommend you get it, Jake, just for the uh, deleted levels. That's just one night of. You could do it in one night. Um, I think it probably will take you about an hour, and it it's really cool. Okay. Okay. Last Bus Part 2, Landry recommends, especially if you have already bought the game. Yeah, $10 upgrade. I mean, Easy. if you've never played it, you pay whatever you've got. If it's $100, buy it. But <laughs> if if you've already paid it, yeah, make sure you get that $10 uh, upgrade. Easy win. Easy win. All right. Uh, we also got Golden Sun and Golden Sun The Lost Age on NSO, which I thought was pretty cool. That was a fun yeah. little ad. Um, we'll be talking about that a little bit later, so we can actually skip that for right now. Cool. Uh, Pal World. I don't want to spend too much time on this because <laughs> this is a big topic. But it's taking the world by it's storm. Taking it over. People love Pal World. Um, it's it's derivative, I think, to call it Pokemon with guns. Now at this point, that's what it was referred to up until this point. But now people are yeah. like, no, no, no. It's more than that. It's much more than Pokemon with guns. Um, yeah, you know, this is a game that's getting. If you've if you've not followed this at all, basically what's happened is it literally looks like a lot of the monsters in this game look like pokemon you can catch them uh, but you can do a lot more than catch them you can take them back to your base have them build stuff for you basically enslave them to just work forever for you and do stuff you can kill them you can eat them um there's like all kinds of stuff you can do (laughs) it's like i i do want to play this at some point just to kind of chew on it think it think it over like i there's two ways this could go one It's just kind of gross and debased and there's no real merit to all of it. But what I think they're going for, and I can't tell because I honestly haven't spent a lot of time looking at anybody playing a stream. I I read a review from IGN, but like Mm -hmm. I think it's going for like a satirical commentary on like just the absurdity of the catch them all monster games like Pokemon or Mm -hmm. Yokai watch. And if it does do that satire, well, um, you know, I think that could add some, you know, merit to it. It's very hard to do satire well in, uh, <laughs> yes. in this but day that and could age. Be, that could be their one saving grace if uh, if Nintendo and their their uh, their ninjas come after come after yeah. Pal World for their likeness to Pokemon designs. Dude, so. the like the likeness is absurd. It literally looks like they put like uh like into an AI generator. Like, yep. what is a Pikachu and a Yep. ghastly looks just like mash up these two together. pokemon yeah it's like it's it's pretty crazy that's what it feels like when you look at some of the designs it is weird i don't want to say anymore because i don't know i don't know i don't know but that's what it seems like and i'm curious to see how this all unfolds this may be a game that doesn't exist in in a month from now so <laughs> no I, it's gonna exist man it's way too huge for that yeah, it's too big now they have at least enough money to fight to pay for a lawyer they yeah can... <laughs> or or i mean i don't know how hard it would be but like surely they thought this through surely they could just like change the monster designs i know that's that'd be tough but better than like taking the whole game down yeah 
because that, that's the thing people like the game for a few reasons one it obviously has the pokemon likeness stuff but it does much more with it than traditional pokemon games have especially in the last three or four iterations so i think a lot of people are like latching on to this because it's initially hooking them with the pokemon like let's see what this is all about and then they get in there and they're like oh this is actually a good game like there's there's yeah. more here that's actually keeping me coming back for more so eh, we'll see we'll see yeah. about that one <laughs> um and then we had like a dragon infinite wealth and tekken 8 release uh right here at the end of the month and people are loving those as well dude like it's, 90 on Ep, uh open critic for both those games yeah last i saw that's looking good for me i think uh yeah uh matthew our good friend matthew from nintendo watcher he got like a dragon and i got tekken 8 so we're both sitting pretty with our first games getting 90s that's nice you dogs that's nice uh, yeah, good for y'all. I'm so proud, man. <laughs> good uh, for y'all. So <laughs> no, happy. Like a Dragon looks awesome, though, man. I would I would like to play that game. It has that classic Sega charm. Um, mm-hmm. This is probably the first Like a Dragon or Yakuza, Yakuza. game. Yakuza, mm-hmm. yeah. That I've ever actually watched a lot of coverage on. And I don't know, man. That might be a series that I've just missed my whole life that I would really enjoy so uh, it feels that way for me too but i only want to play like a dragon i don't want to play the previous entries i agree yeah i'm just going to start there and be like yeah this is great and i might i I might even play this one because someone was describing how massive it is and how much they've crammed into this and i'm like that seems like too much for me but yeah like i I might bite off more than i could chew one of the cool (laughs) things that i will say about this is it takes place in hawaii and like yeah i expected to see like a tropical environment it's like the city of Hawaii, which is yes. kind of cool, like a new location or locale that maybe I've never seen in a video game or yeah, really you're not a lot getting, of the movies. You're not getting the traditional Hawaii look, you know, it's like, yeah. I'm sure there's beaches. I'm sure there's a lot you can do that is very tropical. But for the most part, you know, when I think of Hawaii, I think of the volcanoes and just right. be- beautiful sand and everything else everywhere. But like, you're, you're in the city and you're just doing yeah. Yakuza stuff. So good, good month overall for I mean, for for 2024, Dude, this is a great month starting fat. Out january yeah people are liking these games and like you know really the only stain so far that we've gotten is uh i think suicide squad is supposed to come out that actually comes out in february but the pre <laughs> the pre <laughs> that launch is not going well stain that's uh yeah that is uh it looks terrible it, it does it's looked terrible since its inception since the just the idea that they would put out a suicide squad game when they've been did so good with the Batman stuff. And it's been like seven or eight years since Batman. It's like, dude, we're ready. Uh, I, I love that Batman trilogy. We, I do we're, not, we're ready. <laughs> no, I do not we'll, have we'll any, take it. any affiliation with Suicide Squad. Like, oh, man. I watched that horrible movie and that was enough for me. I don't think I've the ever gone back good. to that well. The new Suicide Squad is good. I the think original I'm, one is not I think good. I'm done with superhero movies maybe until I'm like 70. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I think <laughs> we're all a little burnt out on the superhero yeah. stuff even spider-man a little bit um that, that like i'm obsessed with spider-man and yeah even spider-man a little bit like I'm, I'm over this yeah all right well hopefully february has more to offer um but last on our list here interesting funny bits worst twitter takes um uh, microsoft should stop porting games to other platforms because it damages their brand yeah that's <laughs> so stupid i can't i read that article i was like dude i cannot believe they published this I, first of all, it's it's commentary on just Twitter mob people, which mm-hmm. like is my least favorite thing about games journalism right now. And I I get it. This is like I don't you don't watch a lot of sports, Jake. Am I right about that? No, I do not. Okay, well, ESPN went completely off the rails about probably seven years ago, and I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure I know what they started doing, and that is they started looking at Twitter or the internet and started looking at like trending topics and created all of their content mm-hmm. around that stuff. And so yep. every single hour of television on ESPN felt the exact same. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing in games journalism now is we're looking at these trending topics, which is usually just, you know, a minority that are shouting the loudest and they're annoying as hell and everybody knows it. And (laughs) we're writing articles about their takes about stupid takes that have no merit and really no real thought or reason behind them. And then we're talking about that for a week and it just drives me crazy. So I'm so Mm -hmm. glad you put this on the absurd takes or whatever. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, 
it's a little uh it's a little ironic to be talking about it in that in that context <laughs> like right this is the worst but we're talking about it yes <laughs> but well, that is one of the worst one I, I, I saw in this month um, i agree and then a quick little funny bit or interesting bit is the game shark leaked uh potentially the switch too they were just like uh announced in a press release and first spotted by digital trends ai shark revealed that it was reviving the game shark brand and that it was relaunching in september 2024 to coincide with the nintendo switch 2 <laughs> <laughs> oh man i just love that <laughs> my favorite part about that was one of the like ceos of the company got on like two hours later and was like no 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 we were just speculating but like another person in their company was like, oh, yeah, it's that's the date. <laughs> like like at the same yeah. time. So they're like all miscommunicating all around each other. Oh, I just love that it's Game Shark too. It's just like, how yeah. how did this happen? This is how did all these things come together to make this excellent story? Just so funny. Yes. All right. Well, let's jump over to February. Looking ahead, Landry, I'm going to list off some of these games, and then you're just going to pick one or two that you're looking forward to the most. All right. Okay. So, starting off February 2nd, Persona 3 Reload. And then we had Suicide Squad kill the Justice, Justice League on February 2nd. That's no. Tomb Raider uh, 1 to 3 Remastered um, coming out the 14th. Mario vs. Donkey Kong on the 16th. Skull and Bones. Finally coming out on the sixteenth. Wow. I can't believe that still exists. Open roads on the twenty second. Pacific Drive also on the on the twenty second, which is very confusing. Yeah, <laughs> for games, real. Two games about driving. Uh, yes, uh, showing up on the same day, and then the one most people probably are anticipating: Final Fantasy VII Rebirth uh, coming out on the 29th. So, of those, which ones speak to you most? Really, the only one that speaks to me that I could maybe there there's two i guess P- persona three maybe mm-hmm. yeah I'm, but I'm it's final fantasy seven rebirth is the one that i will probably play at some point i gotta be honest man i'm a big final fantasy fan i've played almost all of them i think that final fantasy seven may be one of my least favorites in the series mm-hmm. and uh i liked final fantasy seven remake i thought it did a lot of cool stuff but i just don't have the connection or uh you know, the characters don't stick with me that much. Like they, mm-hmm. I don't understand why people love them so much. Just to be a hundred percent honest, like cloud is maybe one of the most like stiff and just e- emo. Yeah. Emo protagonist of all time. And, uh, it's I cause the graphics, the man, it's cause of those sick graphics on the, on the PlayStation. All right. Now there's no doubt that the marketing and advertising for the original final fantasy seven was, awesome and you know seeing that back then was really cool but i don't know man it just never hit with me but uh, (laughs) you know a lot of that is because when i got my playstation my first rpg was final fantasy 9 so a great one okay well my first one was actually 10 so really yeah 10 10 was awesome as well. we were already in that 3d space and it was great so we're we're having a good time with that uh, yeah, I'm the same as you. I think I'm more looking forward to Persona 3 Reload. I think that's going to be great. And then Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth only because I need to finish the first one and I want I want to play that. But it's just it's it looks great. It looks it looks really good. So we shall see. And then I just want to see how Skull and Bones ends up like that's that's I, the thing for me. I'm just like, what's 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 going to happen? It would here? be the funniest thing ever if it was a success and just a, a massive success because all signs are pointing towards a quick yeah. release and yep. them just getting rid of it. Yep. But what what's crazy about that game is it started off as like a uh offshoot of Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag and that yeah. came out like 2014. <laughs> Maybe 2013. It's I thought like you were going to say 20 years ago. <laughs> it it feels like it was 20 years, years ago. ago. Uh, yeah, it's been a minute since Black Flag came out. People love that game. Um, yeah. I just don't know how much desire there is for pirates right now. Maybe, I mean, maybe we've come so far and we're so far now removed from the, the Sea of Thieves that people might want this. And also, we're tired of we're tired of superhero stuff. So maybe it's time to go back to yeah. the ocean. Dude, I love, I love the pirate. Uh, mythologies and everything like that it's a lot of fun would you say um, the pirate life's for you yeah oh yeah absolutely <laughs> do you see this beard dude the pirate it's life right for in. me <laughs> watch the original one on like it was on youtube tv the other day and i was like this is a good film 
black oh, uh, just black pearl is just great it's good yeah good stuff um also a quick little fun note here if you guys are listening the uh calendar that or like the games we just mentioned what i'm doing is as the games get announced i'm adding them to a google a public google calendar and i'm going to link that in the show notes so if you just want to know like when games are coming out and add them to your google calendar uh you can do that and i have all the platforms that's that they're coming out for as well so you can see all of that information in your preferred well actually not your preferred but your google calendar you can, <laughs> you, can you can you can move it to an iCal, i think somehow uh not trying to do that we'll see but yeah those are the games i'm looking forward to that and then mario versus donkey kong i'm just curious you know i, I didn't love that game um when it came out yeah. initially and i was like yeah okay puzzles but uh you know it'll be it'll be cool Cool I would much see. rather have Donkey Kong 94 just on a Game yeah. Boy emulator. Like I would I would pay money for that. I wouldn't pay money for the remake of Mario vs. Donkey Kong. All right, let's jump over to the third segment and then one more after that before we close it out. Game of the Month Club. Yeah. And since this is, this is uh, about this, man. Since this is our first month back podcasting, we don't have a game to talk about. But we are going to talk about the one we're playing from now until our next recording, which will be near the end of February. And so the idea here is that we're just going to pick a game, probably one every single time that's widely available. Sometimes if it's something that's really interesting to Landry and I or another host, we're just going to play the pick one that we both know we're going to pick up and play. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're not required to beat the game. We're just going to give it a play, see what we think, and then we'll just say some highs and lows and if we can score it just on how we're feeling about it at the time, we'll, we'll drop a score on it right there. But the, uh, yeah, the first game of the month that I think we decided we wanted to check out would be golden sun on the GBA via, yeah, man. via NSO. It just came out on NSO. Um, I'm already playing this on analog pocket. Oh man. So I'm, I'm like halfway through and I already have some opinions on it, but I'm curious to see Lander, you kind of go through it. Cause you said this is a franchise that you dropped out of, because they were they were less interesting to you than uh, Final Fantasy, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I mean, I played it as a kid, so whenever I got my Game Boy Advance, I'm not sure how old I was. It was probably 13 or so. Mm-hmm. But I I remember buying the Game Boy Advance. I remember I traded in my Game Boy Color and Zelda Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, and I oh, got a Game Boy Advance and Castlevania Circle of the Moon. And oh. my second game was Golden Sun. So I had a pretty strong start on the yeah, game. Yeah, you had Boy some Advance. good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Golden Sun for me, it just, I remember initially thinking, wow, the graphics are awesome. This is so cool. But it just fizzled out for me. Like it wasn't, mm-hmm. it never left an impression. Uh, and honestly, I think back on it and I struggle to remember much at all. So <laughs> I'm excited to you know, to get back into it, see, you know, maybe it was a me thing or maybe it was a, the game. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, my only thing is it's, it's a very much a, it's, it's kind of hard to describe because you know, this is made by Camelot. I don't know if you know that developer, but they're the ones who make sports games, Mario sports. They basically made golden sun and then quickly shifted over to making all their sports titles. So Mario tennis, Mario golf, all that stuff. Yeah, that is like strictly their lane now. That's all they do now, pretty much. And it's kind of sad to know that they had this kind of interesting RPG series that's been dormant since, I guess, the 3DS. They they released one on the 3DS, and I would like I would like to see what you know a new take from them would look like. And I think they could do something cool. But yeah, Golden Sun, GBA, NSO on February for our podcast. We'll talk about that, and we'll just uh, see see how we're doing, see how we're feeling about it. No commitments to beat it because that's too much. That's too much. Yeah. That's too much. We're not crazy here, man. That I have no long or no idea how long to beat that game is, but I would imagine it's an RPG. It's got to be about at twenty least hours. Thirty. Okay. Cool. Yeah, twenty to twenty to thirty would be that's the length. Doable. Hey, who knows? It's not bad. It's not bad. All right, now Landry, moving on to our last segment. Name that game music. It's time. For our final segment, name that game music, the hit game where I play music from a video game and contestants <laughs> earn points by guessing the correct game and level or area. 
Dude, I'm so glad it's a hit already. I can't wait. <laughs> the hit game. <laughs> and you get five points each for guessing these. So like five points if you get the game, and then five points if you get the level or area. Cool. So you, so you have a chance to double your double your points here if you get both correct. Oh, and you're man. competing against Ooh. you're competing against no one right now. I'm competing against all the listeners out there. Let's Yourself. see if I can get to it first. And I hope you can hear this. I hope this is gonna work. So I'm gonna play it here and we'll see what happens. In three, two, one. Okay, okay, I'm vibing. I'm vibing. Dude. Okay, it's Mario Kart, obviously. Okay. Um, but I'm struggling with which game. I'm thinking it's got that, like, it's got that retro vibe. It's not eight. I'm thinking, I'm leaning Mario Kart 64. It's hard to associate that without the sound effects, though, but I'm going to go Mario 64, Mario Kart 64. Okay. And what track specifically do you think it is? Oh, gracious. Rainbow Road. Oh, well, this is interesting, Landry, (laughs) because you're really close. It is Rainbow Road. So you get a point. You get five points for that. Is it the Wii version? It is actually Double Dash. Ah, the GameCube version. (laughs) Son of a gun. Uh, That is way harder than you anticipate, Jake, (laughs) because there's so many Mario Karts. There are a lot of Mario Karts. But like for, for my brain. That that song is like locked in my head uh, oh, for, yeah. for Mario Kart. And I guess it is harder as the games get like Mario Kart 8 where there's all these remakes where they bring the, the songs back in, you know? Right. But I'm going, I, for the, I'm going for the original appearance. I don't know that I ever owned Double Dash. I may have, um, but I definitely played a lot of it at friends' houses. I own it now uh, as an old man, but, you know, that's mostly just a, on the bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> How about that's, that's quite a bop though, man. I double Dude, dash. That is a bop. I have such fond memories of playing that game, and just I love the mechanic of like being able to ride in the same cart as a friend. Like that was just Super such a cool, such a fun idea, where like one person controlled the driving, the other person controlled like throwing the items and hitting players next to you. Like, yeah, bring that, bring that back. Like I like the idea of being able to like punch the person next to me and like Dude. make them spin out. Like so much fun that's yeah. another one that sawyer and i played that together as well and uh ah, he likes harder. to be in the back uh which is great. i guess yeah he can throw the items and punch people so he's doing right. great yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the fact that <laughs> if your bows are in that game he like just like launches the car up in the air every time he punches it's pretty great yeah it's so you know, I'm 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 tempted almost to give you like a half a point because you got Mario no, Kart. No, 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 don't do that. Don't you got that. Mario Kart. I've got enough. Uh, I got enough of this stuff logged in the back of my brain. I I don't need to be cheated for. <laughs> I've got enough points. I've got enough points so far that I'm competing against nobody for. So, <laughs> well, that was fun. I might try to add in like one or two more songs so we can kind of make it a, a series and see if we can get them all. I like but, that. But good stuff. Well. Uh, that is the end. What and what? What a note to end on. Rainbow yes. Road from Double Dash. So unfortunately, all that is the end of our January Bitcast. Listeners, what do you think of the format? Let us know. Uh, you know, let us let us know what you want to hear, see uh, any song choices you might want to throw our way. I can try and stump Landry with. You know, you got to make him like kind of well known, okay? Because we can't be throwing some <laughs> some like yeah if you're like gonna throw some obscure like sega saturn title at me i'm gonna have no shot yeah i i know the genesis pretty well but like mostly i'm a nintendo guy and playstation yeah nintendo some ps2 stuff you know maybe some playstation stuff depending on how prominent the game was like spyro or something like that we could we could get away some stuff there crash bandicoot maybe um but yeah, it's, it gets really hard really fast when you think about how many games are out there and how many like just how much music there actually exists on each console. It's like, oof, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, let us know uh, by writing into us on Spotify or send emails to jake at bitblogist.com. Um, Landry, thank you so much for hopping on and doing this, man. I appreciate you. Dude, so fun to talk about video games, and I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Uh, any plugs you want or anything you want to, you know, where can, where can folks find you? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter. Uh, I don't even know what to call it anymore. I feel like when I say X, X like I have, yeah, I have to say like X. Like, you, you know, you have to like make a show <laughs> of it. Um, so I'll just say Twitter. Uh, 
but yeah, it's at soft iconoclast. You can find me over there. Occasionally I have some, uh, hot takes. I've been, I've been doing, they're not hot takes in that. Like they're nothing that I don't firmly believe, but I've just been commenting on things that I think the like critics are praising way too much lately. That's like mm-hmm. my favorite thing. And I'm trying to give good reasons why I think that like, this is just, you know, this market's already been oversaturated. Like there's nothing really fresh or unique mm. in some of the stuff that they're talking about. So, um, but you know, I am wrong often and I love it when, <laughs> you know, other people have different opinions. So please feel free to comment back, get there for all of Landry's hot takes or just logical takes on the industry <laughs> and cowboy talk. Yeah. Occasionally Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys but you know, I have fallen into the pit of despair <laughs> in not regards just, to not sports. Just, not just cowboy talk. I'm glad I clarified that. Just you're just talking about cowboys a lot. Just, <laughs> I'm a big fan Dallas of cowboys. Is, it is the Dallas Cowboys that he's referring to. <laughs> uh, I don't have a lot of cowboy knowledge. I don't think so. I wish I did. Yeah, that'd be cool. How, that'd be so sick to be known as the cowboy guy. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, Jake. That guy. That guy loves cowboys. <laughs> you should talk to him about that. <laughs> He's a compendium on cowboy knowledge and lore. <laughs> it would be great if if you had all the cowboy knowledge, but then you like lived exclusively in the city and had never actually been to like a ranch or a I'm farm a full on city slicker. I don't even know. <laughs> I've never touched dirt. I, I guess they did make a movie about that, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I just like the deal. Like, I'll, I'll make a whole website about like best meals to eat as a cowboy. Um, <laughs> hey, cowboy stew, man. Best best horses for cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good idea. I'm gonna close down Bitblogus yeah, and dude. start doing cowboy content. <laughs> Fire it up, man! I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome! All right, well, until next time, y'all. This has been the January 2024 Bitcast. Thanks for tuning in to talk about some stuff.